Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Welcome, everyone, to my first episode of Finding Your Peace. I am your host, Shelley J. Miller. I'm a professional psychic, a medium. I read the Akashic Records, which is past life information. I'm a transformational life coach. But the most important thing that you need to know about me for today's podcast is that I'm a teacher of A Course in Miracles. I have had my spiritual gifts all my life. And I've been reading and coaching professionally for 30 years. So what is special about The Course in Miracles? Uh, You know, it's if you are familiar with it, I don't know who my audience is today. Many of you may be fans of The Course in Miracles. Many of you have may just have uh, chimed in here because you don't feel great. You're not happy. And you want to know how to get that way. You want to find your peace. I understand that we're coming at it from all different angles today. And um, Uh, I'm going to give you during this podcast, some brief foundational aspects of the principles of A Course in Miracles. It was a book that was given, I believe in 1965, I I will check my facts and tell you on the next time, but uh, to uh, from Jesus, after after he ascended, he wrote us a nice book, how to get home and follow the path that he did. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. You know, we live eternally. So that's how that works. And um, he, he dictated it mind to mind to ascribe Helen Shuckman, who was uh, atheist by, uh, she called herself an atheist. She was a medical psychologist at Columbia University uh, for physicians and surgeons. She was anything but spiritual, and she was very much enamored of the ego and things in the material world. And uh, her partner in the in the university, one of the other professors, were at each other all the time. They just could never agree. They were always angry. And the partner, Bill Thetford, said, you know, there must be a better way to us not fighting all the time. And as she said, she would agree to help him find it. So as she said, as if on cue, she began to receive uh, dreams, uh, about three months worth of prophetic dreams. And at the end, she heard Uh, a voice identifying himself as Jesus. And he said, this is a course in miracles. Please take notes. So it took her seven years. This is not channeled material, did not come through Helen's mind. She could write down what he said, get a phone call, go to a meeting, come back, and he would start again where he left off. So it's a difference. You're not getting a filter like most channeled material. Um, It took seven years to get the material out. And what it is, is a mind retraining course. It gives you, it's a teaching device. It gives you two different thought forms, thought systems to look at. One that is motivated by fear and ego, and one that is motivated by love and shows you how to choose the one, let go of the one that's motivated by your ego and choose the thoughts of love and peace instead. Why? To heal your mind, to find your peace, because, you know, this this little podcast here, the first one is called, Where is My Peace and How Can I Find It? And you all know 
I mean, we look and we look and we look in the wrong place. We look outside, don't we? We look in, you know, I'll be happy when that new job comes in. I get that romance or I get rid of that romance. <laughs> and, you know, we, it's very conditional. And, and we think circumstances on the outside have to change for us to find our peace. But I'm here to tell you today, and I'm going to tell you a bit about my story, my own personal story, how I got to uh, um, after a very long spiritual journey and with all of these psychic and mediumship gifts and bells and whistles that I'm going to tell you about, it wasn't still enough until I got to A Course in Miracles to, to help me see what the real goal is of a lifetime and how to get there, how to get step-by-step training to, to change your mind through radical forgiveness. That's what the, uh, and I'll explain a little bit about radical forgiveness. It's not the human kind. We'll talk about it later. And I'll tell you why we got here. I'll explain to you a little bit about what the fall is, the fall from grace or the big bang as Jesus sees it, uh, why we're living here in separate bodies and why it's so important that you understand that we're not separate bodies and why it's so important that you understand who you really are. So this show, Finding Your Peace, will always be dedicated to helping you find your way on your journey with whatever life throws your way. You bring, you can bring it here and I will help you sort it out. So because I'm dedicated to helping people awaken and to find the inner peace, the love that's unconditional and the joy that's eternal and it's within you right even now. So answer number one, where is my peace and how to find it? It's within. But as I tell you the story of why you might not know that, it will make a lot of sense. You know, you'll, you'll say, oh, well, no, I mean, don't beat yourself up about it because it's very tricky. We live in a matrix, you know, we live in a holographic universe. And I'll explain more about that, too, because if you're not familiar with that, that's like, what did she just say? But we are actually dreaming our life experience, and that includes in between lifetimes. Don't You don't die and go to heaven until you heal your mind and come home to God within yourself, where you have let go of your grievances, you have... Um, let go of your ego and your judgments about yourself and each other. And you learn to see with spiritual sight, just like God sees us. It's called Christ consciousness. So <clears throat> I wanted to start with this today because there's a huge spiritual awakening going on right now on the planet. And many of you are probably part of that. And it brings up an awful lot of questions. And the world right now is very, very, um, it, it's probably attracting a lot of your attention unless you're really on a deep spiritual path. And it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole right now. So this is a very timely uh, place to to start a new podcast called Finding Your Peace, because more than ever, I, I can assure you, you need it. And you need it eternally. You need to know that there is a way that you will get there in this lifetime if you follow these principles. It's not the only way home. But Jesus said it's the fastest way home. It could save you a thousand years of the illusion of uh, incarnating, birth, living your life, dying, ha having a life in between lifetimes, birth again. I mean, that's a thousand year cycles. That's a lot of diapers on one side of the fence or the other. You're a baby, then you live, then you're old. And then you, oh my goodness, it's not who you are and it's not what you're supposed to be doing here. So let me talk about that today. And that's probably all we'll get in is the basic principles today. But I thought it might be valuable to everyone if I would share my own personal story, because you can see that um, so, that I realized at an early age, I was pretty advanced. You could see that as I tell you about my story, it's, it's, it's not because they just want you to know what I went through. Listen in and see where you can see that I realized that the body wasn't real. And I'm going to leave you clues in this story. 
And then uh, I'm expecting a caller and we'll talk about how to put the course and principles action uh, into action. Well, the principles into action. So uh, if you do have calls, go ahead and call in. The number I believe is listed below. And if we don't cover what we want to cover in this show, uh, a Two weeks from now on a Sunday at two, my second show of Finding Your Peace will be called, uh, will be entitled, um, If They Would Change, I Could Be Happy. And don't we all know about that? If my husband would just get right, if the boss would get right, everything would be fine for me. That is more really big illusion and a story we tell ourselves. And so we will go out that next week with the course. If that uh, resonates with you, have some questions about what's tough for you right now to, to see differently, because the whole idea of a course in miracles is to use the miracle, which Jesus says is a change in perception about the way you see yourself, others in the world. So let me go ahead and start with telling you my story. I've had a very unusual life by most people's standards, uh, but it set me up perfectly to make this my last lifetime. And I am uh, focused only on that. And to, and by that, I mean to end the cycle of pain and suffering where you go through, you know, multiple births and everything like that. Um, when we get to the experience of heaven, we have come to a state of being within us. Heaven is not a place. It's a state of being. Although Jesus does say, this is not your home. He says, you are safe at home with God dreaming of your exile. And you have to kind of wrap your mind around that. You're, we're actually not here. We are taking our spirit and looking into a hologram. And as you start to detach from that by letting go of your ego, you will notice sometimes that the outer world becomes kind of filmy and you realize, oh my gosh, this isn't even solid. It's kind of like that movie with J Jim Carrey where the Truman Show, where he started putting two and two together and found out when he sailed out in his little boat that there was a wall there. That's the matrix that we live in. And there's a way out of it. But you can't leave in love in anything. You can't leave it unless you're in love and peace and at one with the creator, because vibrationally is how you enter heaven. You have to be at one with God. So let me tell you about my story. It's kind of crazy. Uh, my first recollection, I, um, I, I should probably not date myself, but this was in the fifties. I, uh, I came in and I realized I was hovering as a ball of energy over the house that I was going to incarnate into. And I, I knew the drill. I knew there was a baby body in that bedroom and I hovered for a while. And, and when you're not in the body, time is not the same. I couldn't tell you how long I was hovering there, but at the time I was in the ball of light. I was thinking about my last lifetime in Nazi Germany. I died in a camp and I have since found out I had multiple incarnations in Germany uh, at, during the Nazi invasion and I was thinking about that. And in later podcasts, I'll tell you why that's important. Because I do read the Akashic Records and they do help people when you can find a lifetime that's very troubling and bring that to the surface and then use the course to, to, to finish that off. But um, the next thing I knew, I was in the baby's bedroom and I saw the baby in the crib that I was going to merge with. And I was a ball of light hanging next to the crib. And I thought, okay, now you know how to do this. You've done this a million times. And I thought, okay, so I just kind of eased my, the ball of light into the baby body cramped, very cramped in there. And I don't know how long I was in there before I realized the next thing, which was a lady came through the door to change diapers and or feed or whatever. I realized the baby was uncomfortable. I was still separate with my consciousness from the body I was in. And I thought, well, she must be my mother. She's very nice. I could read her energy, but I couldn't get her to, I knew I couldn't speak. 
and I couldn't get her to stop using baby powder. And it was really annoying to me. It's very scratchy. So I kept trying to telepath to her and she just couldn't get it. I'd be no baby powder. And she, she just couldn't get it, but she was super nice. And I thought, okay, I'm here. So I'm going to make the best of this. And then the next thing I remembered was uh, my guides, uh, seeing my guides in balls of light and they would hang in the corners and then they would visualize themselves sort of like fairy godmothers coming out of a ball of light. And we would telepath. And I spent the bulk of my uh, baby years, toddler years, just basically tuned into them. I could see the hologram of the galactic and the the galaxy and the universe like I see it today when I was a a child. Uh, And um, I also could read energy and know like, you know, get that person out of the house. They're not nice and, and that kind of thing. And uh, so about age two and a half, I was standing in the living room with a guide on each side, male and female. And I looked down and I saw my feet in baby sleepers. And I completely freaked out because I realized I have reincarnated. I've really done this. Oh my God, I don't want to be here. And I started screaming And the guides were like, they were trying to calm me down. And I said, how dare God send me back? I was instantly angry at God blaming, which will be a theme that we'll work on in in, in this podcast, these following podcasts, because there's nothing out there. So I was, I was mad. I didn't yet know until I found the Course in Miracles that I sent myself back because I hadn't healed my mind. You, you fall back into projecting another body when your mind has not been healed. In other words, you still need the lessons that time space has to teach you. And so I was back. So uh, I tried to slip out of my body. I tried to make myself sick and I almost did it. I almost died. I, I would lay on the changing table and I'd go out the top of my head. And when I came back into the top of my head, and you do that at night when you're dreaming and you do that when you die, except you just don't come back in. But I looked at this long body on on the changing table. It looked very long to me. And it was a series of geometry uh, all stacked together. And that was the body. So right away, I mean, that gives you some thought. If you you take some time to think about it, what the body really is, it's a series of, of geometry and the spirit enters that body. So uh, temporarily. So um, I tried to get sick and die. Uh, Somebody saved me. (laughs) And I knew I was here to stay and I was not happy. But uh, shortly after that, I recognized my father as a as a member of the Brotherhood of Light. And I had been in many rounds of incarnations with him. And he and I were like, stuck together. And I thought, you know what, if he can do it, I can do it. If he's going to be here, it's going to be okay. So um, five years old, we're fast forwarding. uh, And I had all kinds of things going for, um, you know, I knew that God had uh, blessed me with the gift of sound and singing. And I began immediately to start performing, perform. I was an entertainer, got my first professional gig at 16. And I did that for years. I was a professional singer, songwriter. And I also learned later with the angelic realm to do sound frequency healing. So Kids know at a really early age, oftentimes what they're here to do because they don't have all the, uh, you know, the projections on them and, and, uh, that, and they forget, you know, so at the age of five, the guide said, you know, we're going to step back because you need to learn the lessons you're here to learn. And I cried. I said, oh my God, don't leave me. And they said, no, we'll, we'll be back, but it's going to be some time, but we will be back because if you don't disconnect a little bit from talking to us every day, you're not going to be focused here to learn your lessons. So after that happened, um, 
I did sink more and more into density, which is what happens to children when we're, you let go of the spiritual and you're into density and thus you're more and more into your ego. And I did continue to have amazing experiences. Um, when I was nine, I was outside playing and the guides told me, you know, you're living a simultaneous life as a 50 year old helicopter pilot in Vietnam. And I thought, oh, well, that's why I've always figured I knew how to fly a helicopter and, you know, things like that. And uh, somebody when I was 13 that I would meet in the future 40 years later, but I didn't know it. I was cleaning the house with my mother and somebody started a uh, male was levitating in front of me in his light body, which it looks like him, but it's shimmering. It looks like a hologram. And uh, he told me where he was. He showed me the street, Haight-Ashbury. And he said, I'm on in San Francisco in on the Haight-Ashbury Street. And he told me the day and he told me all about what's going on in his life and all about him. And he said, and I will meet you in the future. Well, I did meet him about 40 years later. And what was even more interesting was that a friend of mine that knew about this whole deal, uh, got a hold of his father's memoirs and he told the and in the memoirs were the story of his son that had levitated in front of me and every single detail he had told me at 11 was in the book so it was good confirmation even though at that point you know how much confirmation do you need but um but you can see that things when i'm telling you the story things are predetermined uh you are not the body because you're the spirit that goes in and out of this geometric form called the body and um what else happened? So um, at 15, I was visited by um, a Galactic Brotherhood of Light, uh, the Arcturians. They came right through my bedroom walls uh, in the middle of the night, and I recognized them immediately, which shows you that, you know, you live eternally and you, you are also multidimensional. And in my case, I had some kind of a contract with the Arcturians because I knew right where they were. They also came when I was 19. And I had several out-of-body experiences, which allowed me to realize that there is no death. You know, I mean, you're, when you're on the ceiling looking at your body that's sleeping below and you're really conscious and you can zip around the universe, you're pretty sure that you're not going to die. You know, so um, so that's what went on. Um, when I was 19, I was in college and I started to realize that I was really being guided again and started to follow it. And uh, in the 80s, I had an awakening and spirit. I started buying all kinds of spiritual books that are ended up being the classics. I, I kind of had a knack for what to pull out of the bookshelf. And they came to me and said within, they said, don't don't read any of those. We are going to teach you from within. And you're going to think you read it in a book. And we don't we just put those on the shelf. They're still in my storage garage. They haven't read any of them. And that was really valuable. In, in 91, I took uh, Transcendental Meditation and transcended the first time. And the reason I say that is because some of you, if you're having difficulty finding a good spiritual practice, TM is a great way to still the mind and trans and get the mind. When I say transcend, it means it turns your mind off, which is what you're going for. Your busy mind will keep you focused in uh, mostly the past, sometimes the future. It'll be harder and harder to get yourself to stillness where you can truly hear your guidance. So what I didn't know, though, about TM was that it was a setup because a year later, I became my psychic gifts went off the charts and I became uh, contacted by the spiritual hierarchy. Uh, and by that, I mean the Galactic Brotherhood of Light, the Devic Kingdom, you know, the little people uh, that take care of the plants, um, the angelic realm. 
and the Ascended Masters. And Spirit called me, they coined a phrase for me. They said, you are the wide receiver, which was a personal joke because I absolutely hate football. And they showed me (laughs) with a football helmet on my head with a satellite dish on top of that because I can read frequency of anything or anybody. It's And listen, AI can do it too now that they're doing it, but they're tracking you that way. Not to be negative, but psychics that are really good and my training was that I could read the angelic realm I could tell you which angel who it was I could I could see it was uh, the galactics the um, the Arcturians the Syrians the Palladians and if if it was an ascended what master was it you know Saint Germain was it uh, Blessed Mother Mary was it Jesus who was it so um, and then of course was a medium for my own guides other people's guides and people who had crossed over because I was doing mediumship readings at the time. So as the wide receiver, what I did for the whole time during the 90s, myself and other people that I traveled with that were also representing different aspects of the angelic realm and the galactic brotherhood is that we would bring in information, we would receive information, sometimes I'd sit for six hours at a time, and and, uh, get information to help humanity awaken, and also to carry the light in the body. So I felt like I had my finger in an electric socket for about 10 years because my vibration was being lifted. That is how when you change your mind and follow a, a spiritual practice and you let go of fear and hate and judgment, things like that, your frequency will rise and your consciousness will rise with it. That's why you're seeing a huge collective movement to awakening right now, because people are starting to say, you know, I am tired of this craziness. I want peace. I I want to uh, not be in competition with each other. I want to work together. It's a sign of the times that that uh, that people are bumping up, but they're bumping up faster because there's been a groundwork laid by people that awakened earlier and, and brought that light information on the planet. Now it's easier to grab. It's like the hundredth monkey. Eventually there's a tipping point, you know. So um, at the age of 33, and this is what's important to the rest of the story, I actually laid down on a bed in my parents' house and I said, God, look, <laughs> we need to have a little chit chat here. What is the story? I mean, how do I actually find peace and stability and security that lasts in a world that is completely transient, temporal? I mean, you're up one minute, you're down the next. Everybody in the family is good. Somebody gets sick. Somebody dies. The economy changes. You know, you don't get the job. And I'm sure you can all relate to that because it's like, my God, where... So we're frantically looking for that peace because we're holding on to all these things on the outer thinking that we're, it's going to, it's going to bring it to us. And, and the, the heck of it is it never does, you know, it never does because it's within us. So what happened immediately after me asking God this very loud question, because I was very determined to know, I immediately got guidance to go to Hawaii to leave my family. And I thought it was just going for a couple of weeks, but I had a, a real fear and uh, to go because I had a suspicion something was up. And uh, I was there for two years at a time. And then I'd come home for about six months and they'd, or less, and they'd send me back over and over and over again. They sent me to Europe 
They sent me all sorts of places on my spiritual journey. It was a faith walk with spirit. And what I didn't know at the time was when I asked God, how do you find safety and security in a temporal world? What I was led to do was to learn about how do you drop your ego? I was taught from the inside with others that were learning the same thing. Let go of expectation, attachment, control, uh, how you get the source is the source of all supply. This job over here is just just a, a, a channel. It's not so spirit was teaching me all the time and I was having to let go of ego as fast as I can. But one of the most valuable things I learned as I met my spiritual mentor in 1992 and she had read the course in miracles and uh, her teachings were incredible. She had painted a uh, been guided to paint a living painting of the blessed mother Mary and uh, the healing energy of Blessed Mother Mary would come through it. She had roses, which are the souls of humanity in her arms. And the whole auditorium would fill with the smell of roses and people would be slain in spirit. They'd be overwhelmed with, with her love. It was phenomenal. I traveled with her for many years. And uh, Blessed Mother is one of my guides. So, um, But what I really learned from her was that I could sort patterns of fear in people when i would read for them i'd say that's a fear thought let me show to change show you how to change that to a love thought because in the course of miracles and it's very clear clearly stated there god is love and only love and fear and 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 love is the only thing that's real real and fear is something that we tell ourselves in our mind you know, from our ego, the ego is happy to tell you every place that you should hate yourself or hate somebody else, or you're not good enough or whatever. And so I was really able to become very adept at sorting patterns of fear and love and helping people change those. And I use those very much today with my clients and in my workshops and my personal readings, all of that, because, um, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to be able to identify your ego and to say, you know, I think, thank you for sharing, but I think I'll pass on that. This, I would rather choose peace. So uh, that's a little bit about that. Uh, let's see. Hold on a minute. So that was, I think, in the 90s when I asked God about, you know, how, how do I get there to this inner peace? Please tell me where to find it because I'm working my rear end off out here and I'm still not getting there. Well, I was sent back to California in 2007 and I didn't know it. But in a few years, two years from then, my dad would be very sick uh, and he would eventually die in 2014. And I was sent home to help him and to be with him. I didn't know this at the time, but um, he was a very brilliant man. He was and I say this not lightly. He was a renaissance man. He was accomplished at everything he did. Very brilliant very kind. But I mean, he, there wasn't anything that man could not do. And he had heart issues. He had three heart attacks and he ended up with vascular dementia. For those of you who don't know, it's the most wicked kind of dementia. It blows out your brain. It changes your personality and it, you completely lose function and track of who you are. He ran away. We had to lock the house from the inside out. He was emergent. I took care of all of his medical care and my mom took care of his daily needs. And I was overwhelmed. I was trying to work at the time and I was staying five nights in the hospital because I wouldn't let him go alone because he had dementia and he was afraid and he was trying to pull out his tubes in the middle of the night. And so I was trying to manage all this and balance it. And then he'd come in my room in the middle of the night, fully dressed and say, the guys are waiting for me for a business meeting at 2.30 in the morning, standing fully dressed and would not go to bed until I somehow convinced him that the guys were, you know, they'd messed up, they'd come tomorrow. And this went on and on and on. I was exhausted. I was broken. 
I, I couldn't feel my spirit anymore. And I bet you a bunch of you know what that feels like, because there's a lot of loss that people are dealing with a lot of trauma. And you know, you want to find God within you want to find your heart vibration, and you just can't. Well, one morning, spirit woke me up and they said, just put a caftan over your pajamas and slippers, get in the car, drive to Dana Point Harbor, which is close to where I live. And it's always been a place of serenity for me. And I thought, my God, I'm living, leaving the house like a crazy woman. I haven't even brushed my hair. Totally not like me. And I got down to the harbor and it was a Sunday and I pulled up to the water's edge and I'll be darned if there weren't a million people out having the time of their life. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in my car, totally feeling sorry for myself, completely deranged. And I looked at the clock on the car and I literally beseeched God for an hour to give me something on the outside that would change my circumstances, that would relieve my pain, even if it was just for a minute, just for an hour or a day. I said, can I have a boat? Can I go out on a boat? Everybody's out on a boat having a picnic. Can I have some friends? Because I'd become completely isolated while taking care of my dad. I mean, I had no friends, no time for that. Uh, can I have some money to get a caregiver so I can take a day off? Can I go to Catalina Island and have a vacation? This went on and on and on. And I mean, I was really, really pleading. And all of a sudden I heard an audible click in my head and everything went quiet. And I mean, quiet way beyond when you're working with the angelic realm. For those of you who know that free feeling when the angels put that soft blanket over you, it wasn't like that. It was the absence of thought. And what I had was divine revelation of God, which is the peace, the path of all understanding. And my experience sitting there in my car at the water's edge was that everything had changed. I had no fear. There was not a shred of lack in my experience. I had no thoughts. I felt safe and secure and eternal. And I knew it was the last. And I knew there would never be any variation in that. This was heaven. This was the goal. It didn't last forever, more's the pity. But what it did was it changed my life completely. Because in that moment, I realized this. And this is why I'm telling the story to share it with you. Because the story is, you know, where is my peace and how do I find it? It will never be out there. And, and we want it to be don't we? We, we, we look for it, but it will never be out there because you have to, what happened with the divine revelation is I transcended the mind. Now the mind is only active in time space. And I know that sounds like a lot of information to take in, but we experience life in time space. And when we leave the body, then we're more in an altered state, a multidimensional state. It's a higher frequency. But when we transcend at the end of our lifetime, at the end of our last lifetime, we go into the eternal now with God and we never, ever return to time space. So what I learned from that experience, and I had another one, a second one, right before my dad died the same year, we were in the hospital for the last time. And it finally hit me, oh my God, in about 10 days, he's going to die and I'm going to lose him. And I said to Jesus out loud, because he's my guy, I said, uh, I can't do this. Uh, he's my rock. And I'm not going to be able to go on without him. I don't know how I'm going to make it. And in a flash of light behind my dad's head, I saw Jesus's face. And simultaneously, my heart chakra uh, began to gape open and pour the most profound, unconditional love 
it was so much that I couldn't even hold it in my body. It was like, oh my God. And what I had done to access that was that I had surrendered every grievance, every petty little thought that I had been holding against my dad. And I loved this man. But it was true that the only thing that was had hold, held me back from feeling that incredible love for him my whole life was my ego, my grievances, wherever I was blocked. And in that moment, Jesus allowed me to take those blocks away and said, now you've had the peace of God and this is the love of God. This is what you will experience when you remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. That's what he says in the Course in Miracles. So it was incredible. I've had other experiences since then uh, where the room has shimmered and I've realized that all the sound in a very noisy hair salon has gone quiet. And I'm realizing that my mind is completely still, which is what you want to do. You want to get your, the world is loud and you want to get your mind really, really quiet. So the experience of divine revelation answered the question that I had asked God at age 33, how do you get to find your peace and stability and security in a world that's unchanging. And, and the way that you do it is you still your mind, you let go of your grievances, you identify your fear thoughts, and you change them to thoughts of love. In The Course in Miracles, there's a 365-day workbook. And um, it's a lesson a day. You don't have to go that fast. But he just says, don't do two lessons at once. And he says, you don't have to understand these lessons. You don't even have to like them, but you have to apply them because it's only through the application of what it is he's telling you, will it rewire your subconscious? It actually takes you into theta, which is a really, which I use in my healing with people, get them into theta and reprogram the subconscious. And when, when that deep, deep place is sustained over time, your mind turns off and you're at peace. And it doesn't matter to you anymore what's going on around because you begin to feel the love and the peace and the abundance. And that way, when you feel it within you, you can extend it outwardly to your brothers. You know, that's what we're here to do. We are here in the period of time space to awaken to the fact that we are not the body. We've misidentified with the body. We think we're the body. We think we're our portfolio, our personality. We think our we're our relationships, we're our special gifts that we have in this lifetime it's not who we are we're the sons of god we were we were created in his image literally i know that sounds judeo-christian but you can get that in any other eastern mysticism too that they know that we are the pure awareness having a temporary illusory, illusory experience in the body so that we can use that time to let go of our karma, to heal it, to heal ourselves, heal our minds, and be able to come into Christ consciousness or unity consciousness, where you feel at one with your greater self, not your little self with the small s, the big s, the part of you that's never left God, with God, pardon me, and with all life. That's the goal here. Now, if you use the Course in Miracles, you can save yourself, like he says, a thousand years. And what happens is every time you learn a lesson, then Holy Spirit, who was created by God to help us get home, has never left, uh, never left the source. He's called the voice for God. Also, you can think of that as your God self. And uh, the Holy Spirit has sees the truth sees where you are in all your disarray and knows that it's not real, that you dreamed it, and then knows how to gently walk you back to your big self. 
and and finish out your lessons. And Holy Spirit is the only one that can collapse time space so that once you learn a lesson, it never appears again in any other lifetime. Even if you don't make it home this lifetime, that lesson won't come up again. But when you do it and do it and do it and you've collapsed all your lessons. And by the way, there's only one. Everybody thinks they have a million problems. Uh, but there's only one one problem, which is that you think you could be separate from God and there's only one solution. That's not possible. And, and you've got to keep that in your mind because it is not possible to be separate. If you're feeling separation, which is anger or guilt or betrayal or abandonment or any of that, uh, victimhood, not worthy, any of that, that is your ego. That is the story, the narrative you've told yourself, oh, probably over lifetimes, because I read the Akashic Records and I can tell you where you picked that up, from whom, what lifetime, what was the circumstance, then we can clear it. But the faster way to clear it is to understand it's just not real. It's a dream I dreamed. And I don't want to feel that anyway. I don't want to feel it anymore. So I'm going to ask Holy Spirit, how can I see this differently? And Holy Spirit will come to you in a way that is deeply peaceful. If you ask spirit and you begin to, you've got to choose your master. You've got to choose if you're going to follow your ego, in which case you'll keep recycling indefinitely. That's the path of evolution. Or you're going to choose to have Holy Spirit be your inner teacher and your guide. And you're going to put your will and God's will as one. That will eventuate into you waking up never having pain and suffering again and living eternally in the presence of God and, and, and the divine presence of all of us. That's the experience that you want. And that's what's available for some of you in this lifetime. Uh, so I started, uh, you know, I started using the course in miracles in my, in my readings and my healing and the, the amount of healings is incredible because People from all over are calling me that seem to be drawn to the course. So they did the course. They couldn't understand it. And so the goal of finding your peace will always be to help you break these things down. So I will invite people to call in and um, and uh, share their questions and what they're working on. Bring anything. It doesn't matter. There's an answer to it all. So um, let me go ahead. I see that I have a caller on um yeah, I have a caller, uh, Jay from Canada on line one. Let's go ahead with the call and uh, let ask Jay ask a question. Let me say that next time uh, we're going to be talking about, I will try to get more and more principles in while I talk to this gentleman from Canada uh, so that you can understand about fear and love a little bit more. We don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to tell you my story. And um, next time we're going to be talking about two weeks from now, uh, if those people would change, I could be happy. That's episode two. So we'll use more of the course principles two weeks from now. I hope you'll listen in. In the meantime, if you need to work with me privately, get to me on ShellyJMiller.com and uh, you can contact me there. Make sure you fill out everything correctly in your time zone. I'll get back to you whether you want a reading or let me know what you want to talk to on the show, ne- talk about on the show next time. So let's go ahead with Jay. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, pretty good. Thanks, Shelly. It's uh, congratulations on your new adventure and show. And uh, just listening here, there's lots of information that you shared within a short period of time. So uh, thanks again. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah, I, I was probably oversharing, but for me, this is natural. And I have to remember that for, for others, it's uh, 
it's a lot to take in, but uh, I know you always have good questions. Jay has, and I have been on the radio before together, and I asked him to call in today because we wanted to address a certain subject. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world, Jay, or what, what's uh, what's going on, what, what's on your mind. Well, well my question is that um, regards to the Course of Miracles Hell, for example, uh, a lot of people are finding uh, instability in everything, it seems like. Yes. Uh, whether it's their job or their emotions or being locked up or, you know, mm-hmm. locked up, uh, lockdown and, and things like that, that their normal has been disrupted, basically. For, yes. Forever, maybe, possibly. Right? Possibly. So. I don't so think so eventually, and, but but for a while. Yeah, well. eventually. Probably, yeah, well, we'll see about that mm-hmm. uh, if it turns that course. But the thing is that when, uh, how can the Course of Miracles be used to find uh, like peace in a world that's in chaos right now? Yeah. Or a person that's impersonal or the world outside in their macrocosm and microcosm worlds? Okay, so you, you mean in the personal world and in the bigger world, how do they find peace? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that. I'm glad for your question because I think it's really relevant. I mean, who, whose mind is this not on, right? I mean, everybody's in one way or the other, and it doesn't matter what side you're taking. It's still on your mind because it's really in your face. Um, and that's the perfect question to, to sort of fill out the rest of the course uh, principles today. I mean, not all of them, but some of them. So we only have like 20 minutes left, but I will say, um, let me start first by saying that this world, and I don't know if this is going to be as comforting to you at first, the first time you hear it, and Jay, maybe you've already heard it, but for the others that are listening, this world that we live in is an illusion. It's why I told the story about sailing in and out of my baby body, because I was the spirit and the body was just a bunch of geometry and it's not real. I know that it seems real and it seems very visceral. And how do we get out of here? And we get out of here by realizing that this world that we are living in is a hologram. Let me tell you just a moment. So it sets the stage a little bit. So this makes more sense. Jesus said that the reason for the fall from grace, the reason why we're here is he said, we were at one with God created in the image. And some of us had a tiny mad idea that we could be separate from God. And we forgot to laugh. And in that moment, then Density started happening. And in that moment, everything shattered outward, which was everything that was in the mind projected outward and the worlds and the universe, multi-universes were created. And also in that second that it was created, the separation, this is called separation from God, because all of a sudden there was something outside of us. And, and in that moment, it, God also healed it. But what we experience then is time, space, um, and the galaxy and our planet and everything else and bodies for the express purpose of using those bodies time after time to try to remember what we forgot, which is that we are divine and, and we couldn't possibly be separate from that which created us. So that's an explanation of the fall. Also, that's an explanation of the Big Bang for people who are looking at that scientifically. He said, God did not create the world. And I know that may offend a lot of people that like the Bible, but um, the Bible you know, it was written by lots of different factions. It has the voice of Holy Spirit in it. It also has a lot of judgment in it. But this book was given in 65 by Jesus after he ascended and he's already made the trip home. So I would go with him, you know. So uh, so what happened is if you know that we have falsely identified with the body and thought that we're it, 
it automatically puts us in separation, Jay, because, you know, I'm here, you're there, that's them. And it, it sets you up for uh, also you're not experiencing, you're not tapped into the peace and love um, when you see yourself as, as separate from God and each other. You automatically cover over that spirit, that beautiful light in you that reminds you of who you really are, that you're eternal and that you are pure love. So what happens is a judgment comes up. And the mind takes over and the mind starts projecting worlds of discord and chaos. And then people fight about that. You see what I mean? And so the only way back from that is through forgiveness. And so when we look out into the world and we don't like what we see and we don't know what to do with it, we need to really remember this is completely doable only in our own minds. Finding happiness and peace is an inside job. It's an inner game. Jesus said, your outer experience is a reflection of your inner condition. It's like we will never have peace in the world until every mind has peace within it. Because you're working at the level of effect, you're trying to change things in the world to make them peaceful. Uh, they, they won't last because that's a dream out there. And that dream is going to go away. Those bodies aren't going to last forever. And things are going to change all the time. But the experience of heaven, which is what you're looking for, to unite yourself first of all, for you to feel the peace and to feel the calm and the steady in the middle of the storm is to look only to stay in your own lane and to work on your own ego. Now, I have some tips for all of you about how to do that. Most people you will notice do not live in the now. They don't. And if you don't live in the now, you're living in the past, which is filled with grievances. And if you're living in the future, it's mostly anxiety and fear because you're projecting, projecting, projecting what you want, but you're projecting out of fear. And so any way you choose it, you can't find any sort of peace and constancy. So when you can start a spiritual practice where you take five minutes in the morning pardon me, and decide which master you're going to serve. You call on Holy Spirit, which is your God self. And you say, I am going to put my life in your hands. Today, I want to be guided to find my peace. Uh, I know that when I am asked, I am answered. And I am going to follow. Uh, I'm going to try to quiet my mind and know that I'm going to be answered. And I'm going to look for that answer. And then you go about your day staying aware that. Um, and here, And here's another thing. If you will start to witness, become a witness to your thoughts, you'll start to hear your thought forms. And you'll notice that we all play repetitive thought forms. There's not really many of them either. There's two or three that everybody has, maybe abandonment or anger or whatever, not being valued. But they come up over and over again. If you can witness those, then you can detach from them. And so that's part of your new daily homework, if you want to stay with me. That's your new daily homework is to is to assign your day to and your life to Holy Spirit in the morning takes five minutes and say, I need help with this. Please help me see this differently. That would be the miracle, the change in perception. And then, uh, and then I will go about my day knowing that I'm going to watch for my ego and I'm going to change my, my mind. And if I can't do it on my, my own, I'm going to ask you for help. At the end of the day, you sit down five, 10 minutes with a piece of paper and go over what happened where you were guided, where the ego came up. Did you, did you fire on somebody? Did you get upset? Were you not able to contain that? Or were you able to give it a pause and say, Hmm, that's ego. I don't, that's the opposite of fear. I don't think I'm 
or that's the opposite of love. I don't think I'm going to go there. Let me think this thought instead. This becomes a perpetual program of self-correction. And as you do that, you also need to know that radical forgiveness is is the the core of the course. And he doesn't say human forgiveness. He doesn't say, well, I'm going to be the bigger person and forgive you here. That's ego. He he doesn't say, well, you had a tough lifetime. And so I'm going to cut you some slack, a little more compassionate, but that's still not the point. Jesus says, this isn't real. We are dreaming a dream of separation. We all are in the collective mind, which is called the son of God. And so if you can realize that you are forgiving yourself for dreaming the dream and everybody else, because it's like if you saw a child screaming with a nightmare in the middle of the night, you wouldn't go in and, and, and punish that child because he was dreaming a nightmare. You turn the light on and you would say, hey, buddy, you're safe. The light's on. Yeah. And, and it was just a dream. We have to remember that. That seems silly, but it's really powerful because we have to remember we are living in a world of dreams based on duality and separation. And the only way to heal that, Jay, is to uh, is to begin to find your own blocks in the road and heal those. Because as you do, you will find that you don't have a charge on it the same way. You will have compassion in the place of judging people. You'll say, wow, we're all dreaming this together. They must be in pain. Okay. I don't want that. I'm going to become the light of the world. I'm going to shine that light on them and on me. Self-love is a real key because until you can really love and forgive yourself for dreaming the dream of separation, and that can come up in a lot of ways, we're very hard on ourselves. Most people that I work with in, in my client list always have a base issue of uh, not being worthy. That's the guilt from the fall, believe it or not. It goes that that far back. So to find peace in this crazy world, it's an inside job. You have to identify your ego and change your mind. You have the Holy Spirit, which has the whole roadmap to tell you, do it like this. Think like this. Forgive this person over here. Here's your issue. Uh, Resolve it like this. And as those things clear and the blocks to the awareness of love's presence within, you will begin to feel more peace. You will all of a sudden have a feeling of compassion. You will begin to see, I don't have any enemies. The last thing I want to leave you with here to think about is a story that was told by Ken Wapnick, who was also involved with bringing the Course in Miracles forward. It became his life's work. And he's an amazing teacher. He passed, I think, in 2014. But if you dial in KenWapnick.com or uh, go to the Inner Peace Foundation where you can get the Course in Miracles, you can see some of his work online and buy some of his books. One of the kindest people ever. He was enlightened before he left. And he said he had two people in his Course in Miracles group. They were husband and wife and they were hospital. uh, They were doctors and they were at war with hospital administrators in their situation because the hospital administrators they found out were keeping patients in the hospital. This seems like a familiar theme, doesn't it? Right about now, keeping them against their will to run out their insurance money. And these doctors were not okay with that, taking advantage of, of people. So they came, they were core students and they came to Ken Wapnick and they said, how do we deal with this and still come from a high place? And he said this, and this is important about your question and in everything, you guys can all think about this. He said, it only matters what's in your own mind. He said, if you understand that you have no enemies because your spirit and their spirit, and you've all just forgotten in, in the level that in, there's only levels 
in in separation in heaven there are no levels everybody's one but in in the separation you can look at people and say well geez they're really unconscious they're asleep but you're unconscious too to a certain extent i mean it's like you can't be a little bit pregnant so unless you're healed you're still you're still in separation so he said go at it this way um look at those people out there and you can do this with all the people in the world that we're talking about and you and i know what we're talking about everybody that's making us crazy in the world um you have no enemies. You want to see spirit to spirit and call in Holy Spirit and say, I'm calling in Holy Spirit. I'm seeing my spirit merge with their spirit. And now I need your guidance on how to work with this. Listen for a while and see what spirit lays on your heart. You'll know you're getting an answer from spirit. If you hear it in your mind, it's your own voice, but it's very peaceful and present. Your ego can be heard in your own uh, ear too, but it yaks all the time and it's negative. And, um, and, uh, and so he, he encouraged them to work from a place of love. And that's what you always want to do. So always remember spirit to spirit first and uh, heal your own mind. Because when you do, and you become the salvation for the world, you will set yourself free and everybody else, people that you haven't even met before. And Holy Spirit, as you get free, will collapse time space. And the more of us that do this, will shift the world events, they don't have to happen the way they're, they look like they're going to happen. If enough of us start to heal our minds, it will begin to shift it for the world. So thank you so much for your question. I it was really topical. And I hope that I hope that helps. Does that does that help? Yeah, quite a bit of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, uh, to take out of there, but uh, yeah, uh, the answer is to ju- drop drop your own judgment about it and try to become neutral about it at first, and always send love and peace. Always let that be your be your thing when you're looking at it. The other thing is you can detach from a lot of the world news and stuff, a lot of the fake news, and stay out of the fray. Get very still, and your own spirit will start delivering you the truth. The the more you detach from what's going on. Uh, and send love, the more you will be able to hear your own intuition. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that's where you want to be. You do not want to be, be because it's not real. You don't want to believe Jesus even says in the manual for teachers, when you're coaching people, don't make it real. And, and, and it's, and that doesn't mean don't love people and be compassionate for where they are, but it means don't make them believe it's real even more. Tell them you're a son of God and, and we can turn this to peace. And the more of us that do it together, the less of this craziness that's going to go on. Bless your enemies. You have no enemies. Work spirit to spirit. These are people that are, that are uh, not remembering that they're part of God. Does that make sense? And so only stay in your own lane. And work, look at your own piece. Okay. Well, thank you for your call today, Jay. I, I totally appreciate you. And I always love, love hearing from you. I think a lot of people would needed that answer today. So I will see you next time. Let me just tell you that the next show, uh, two weeks from now, and do look for these on the podcast, is going to be called uh, uh, If They Would Change. And this is kind of what Jay and I were just talking about. If they would change, I would be at peace. We're going to talk about that. So bring your questions next time if you want to call in like Jay did for some understanding about how would the Course in Miracles and Jesus see this. If you'd like to book a private reading with me, uh, it can be any kind, mediumship, psychic, Akashic records, spiritual awakening, uh, spiritual coaching. Go to ShellyJMiller.com. 
do join my newsletter while you're there because I'll, I'll be sending out lots more help through YouTube and I do other events and uh, you know, do get in touch with me. If you want to work one-on-one, it's really powerful. You, you'll move ahead very fast. ShellyGmiller.com is S H E L L Y J Miller.com. And please leave me all your information spelled correctly in your time zone. So I can get back with you. Uh, I look forward to uh, doing the ne- next episode of finding your peace. I told my story today. I hope it helped you just to let you know um, that the body isn't real and that it's it's when I asked the question of God, I, 24 years later, I got the answer that I needed that changed my life. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. We are eternal spirit and you are the light of the world and you're needed and you're loved. Every time you choose for peace, you're helping us all. So just keep that in mind. And I will see you next time. And uh, yeah. I'll see you next time. If there's anything else that uh, is emergent or that you'd like for me to talk about on the show, please email me at uh, Shelly at ShellyJMiller.com. And uh, I will take your questions. Or if you have comments about the show, kindly leave them. I'd like to, I'd love to hear your feedback and I hope it was helpful today. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShelleyJMiller.com.